0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast and another comms check with me, Chad. We are attempting to video this comms check. Uh, I don't know when this camera is going to die or run out of memory, but we're going to give it a shot. This is a trial run uh, of our video equipment. We're going to adjust as necessary, but uh, hopefully, this episode will be posted on our YouTube channel. Uh, three of seven projects. So if you like watching podcasts, this may be the first one you're able to watch. It may not be. I don't know how it's going to work out. I'm learning. It's a process. Look, guys, in today's comms check, we're going to talk about something that I've been studying uh, in my own personal time here lately. And really, really, I guess if you titled the episode, it would be um, why the, the theory of evolution is absolutely stupid and why creation to me is common sense and it makes sense to me uh, much more so than the theory of evolution so we're gonna try I'm gonna attempt do the best I can at least to bring you up to speed with where I am and uh, why I'm studying this why I think it's important for us as Christians to uh, have some understanding of these topics. So there you go. That's what today's episode is going to be about. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Salty Britches. Hey, if you haven't tried some Salty Britches, lo- I know a lot of you guys run, a lot of you guys hike, a lot of you guys get outside because, yeah, you're part of 307 Project, the body of 307 Project, and that's just most the people that, that listen to Me and listen to our content and come to our events, our outdoors people, Salty Bridges is going to significantly increase your ability to stay comfortable during your next endurance event or hike or whatever it may be that you're doing, moving, generating heat, sweat, salt and nastiness. It is the number one anti-chafing cream on the market. I use it for all of my ultra marathons. I use it every time I go out into the wilderness for the basic course um, all the time. I keep a tube of it in my running box. I keep a tube of it in my everyday carry bag. They actually make now these little single-use packets. You can order a dozen of them and just throw them in spots where you think they would be handy and accessible. Check them out chafing sucks use salty britches to combat the chafing and stay out there longer and be comfortable while you're doing it getsaltybritches.com to get yours they provided a pro code i'll attach it in the show notes of this episode if you go and buy you some salty britches which you should use our pro code it'll give you a good discount and then also on instagram they're at get thank you for sponsoring the 307 podcast salty britches all right there's enough housekeeping for you. Let's dig into this topic right here. Um, first of all, why why am I uh, why is it even important for me as a Christian to understand and at least be able to plead my case for creation versus the theory of evolution? Well, you know, I go around and I do all these interviews, these podcast interviews and stuff, and ultimately it comes up, my faith comes up as part of the conversation because I bring it up on purpose, right? And if you're a Christian, if you believe in creation, eventually somebody that's pretty intelligent is probably going to challenge you on that viewpoint. And instead of just looking like a, a dummy, you should have some, I don't even know if, I, I, maybe evidence or, or you should have some understanding to at least back up your belief in creation and not evolution. First of all, what is evolution? First of all, evolution is not science, nor is Believing in creation. Neither one of them are science, okay? Science, true science, is supposed to be observable, measurable, and repeatable. Evolution, however, even if it were true, is too slow to observe or measure and has consisted of unique, non-repeatable events of the past. It is therefore outside the scope of genuine science and has certainly not been proven by science. The same thing can apply with the belief in creation, right? So neither one of these these theories or concepts are a science in and of itself. They're both actually, evolution, the theory of evolution is a religion. It is a tax-supported religion. It is a worldview, all right? That's what it is. So, the science, we, 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 we look at the science, which is the stuff in between evolution and creation. The science is the things that we can observe, the things that we can measure, the things that we can repeat here on earth, right? And then we, we need to look at the science and understand the science and then see which one of the two theories the science points to. And I would say with confidence that science points to creation. Overwhelmingly, the science that we have points to creation. Now, I'm not a scientist, all right? I'm not a scientist. I understand some of the things that we're gonna talk about on a very basic level. Uh, I am, I, again, but I don't have to be a scientist to speak about evolution or creation because or or to plead for one or the other because neither one of them are science i want you to understand that real quick um first of all let's define evolution now i'm going to be reading some things out of a book that i'm reading right now that i would highly recommend at least thus far it's called the long war against god by henry morris and this is how this book basically defines evolution um Evolution as a total philosophy that purports to explain the origin and and development of all things by natural properties and processes in a closed universe, One one with no involvement by any external supernatural creator. So that essentially is the definition. Explaining the development of all things that we see In our universe, universe, by natural properties and processes, it's a closed circuit, and there's no involvement by any external supernatural creator. Essentially, that is the definition of evolution. Now, creation, what does the Bible say about creation? God's word, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In other words, creation is in exact um, conflict with the theory of evolution. Now, let's talk about real quick why why should we actively dispute the evolution theory? Well, again, because what the Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, is in direct contradiction from the theory of evolution. Why should we dispute the the, the theory of evolution? One, because it's a lie. Two, because it's dangerous. I want you to understand, and we'll dig into this in a later episode, the theory of evolution is the foundation for atheism, humanism, racism, communism. It is the foundation for dang near every single issue that we see playing out in society. You cannot have morality and believe in the theory of evolution. All right. What do you think allowed Hitler and the Third Reich to murder over six million Jews? What do you think drove them to do that? The theory of evolution. They literally thought the Jews were a less evolved form of Homo sapien, therefore giving them the right to murder them and advance the evolutionary process of humanity. Hitler wasn't a devout evolutionist. This is a dangerous dangerous belief system that's being taught to the world which is insane. So why should that should be enough reason why we should actively dispute this theory? Now many Christians this is coming from the long war against God many Christians regard evolution as nothing more than God's method of creation. Some of you guys may believe that way. Utterly ignoring its completely anti-biblical and anti-theistic character. You cannot accept the theory of evolution just as God's method for creation. That is a lie. Evolution is telling you that there was nothing. Nothing exploded, created something, and then it all came together and basically, complex life forms were were, were formed out of a, a rock, an inanimate uh, element. Right? That's the that's the country boy term. We'll dig more into that here in just a minute. This is why we need to be able to actively dispute this theory because it's dangerous and it's a freaking lie. It's a worldview that drastically opposes the Christian worldview. Therefore, for you to ignore it is wrong. It's it's at great peril to our society, to our world, right? That's why we're talking about this. All right, let's talk about real quick the difference between evolution and adaptation. Evolution and adaptation, all right? Now, what does the Bible say here? Well, let's look real quick. Um, The Bible says about creating living creatures, it says, hold on just a second, and God made the beasts of the earth according to their own kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And and so God says he created these basically instead of using the word species he uses the word kind and things that he created will reproduce after their own kind. All right? Evolution is is saying that no there there was a there was a common there's basically there basically a common ancestor of all things. Evolution is saying that we evolved from a freaking microorganism that somehow came to life. The 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 mystery of life it cannot be explained even by devout evolutionists. But this is saying that God created things of of a kind, right? Now so I want you to understand we're not I I don't believe that certain kinds of Of life, right? Species, I don't believe that they cannot adapt. All right. Adaptation is something that is completely different. It's obvious we can actually we can actually see life on earth, plant life and and animal life, we can see it adapting. We have seen adaptations within species. Well, take the dog, for instance. We we have purposefully bred dogs in a relatively short period of time to where we have one kind. We have the the kind of animal, which is a dog, all right? But we have now hundreds of different types of dogs. That is a forced adaptation that we have done through breeding them, right? But it happens in nature, too. All different kinds of dogs. Animal and plant life can adapt to their surroundings. But guess what? Of all the hundreds of types of dogs that we have out there, guess what they all are? They're all dogs. See, I'm not disputing the fact that using dogs as an example, I'm not disputing the fact that they probably all have a common ancestor. But that ancestor was a dog. Right? Now, this, this is the you can make the same argument for human life the, the um, whatever you want the Homo sapien the, the kind right Look man, you can show me a freaking Neanderthal skull. You set it beside a, a modern human skull and you say okay there there are some some slight obvious differences. the brow is much more defined the forehead's a little more flat right but you can see, it is a human. It, it's a, it looks very very similar to a modern human skull. To me, this is freaking common sense. This is a a Homo sapien that has a that has made adaptations to its skull structure. We find we find these these Neanderthal skulls, right? All it is is it's a, it's a it's an adapted form of of human. It's still a human. It means it, it does not at all, to me, point that we evolved from an ape. Do you guys understand what I'm saying here? Do y'all get this? You, you Look, if you want to look at the fossil record, first of all, I'm going to tell you this in my layman terms here. If you want to look at the fossil record that supposedly supports the theory of evolution, and for that matter, old earth, that the earth is billions of years old, that's a whole nother topic. But if you look at the fossil record, if you're telling me that all life evolved over the course of billions of years from a single source, a microorganism basically, that that evolution process took billions of years. Look at the freaking fossil record, man. Why do we not have Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of uh, examples of freaking half human, half fish, half human, half ape, half half um half whale, half frog. Why? Wh- where's all these? Tr- where's all these transitional? Uh, where are all these transitional? fossils that have that formed over the course of billions of years why do they they don't freaking exist man look this is coming out of the book even though the fossil record is interpreted in terms of evolution there is no evidence of evolution in the fossils themselves For they all fit neatly into families, orders, phyla, and other categories of the same classification system used for present-day plants and animals. And these are not evolving. Of course, there are many extinctions revealed in the fossils, i.e. the dinosaurs, but extinction is the polar opposite of evolution. The most significant feature about the fossil record is the utter absence of any true evolutionary transitional forms. This is what I was talking about here. The utter absence of any true evolutionary transitional forms. You're telling me that we evolved from a microorganism over the course of billions of years. There should be millions of examples of Transitional forms of all life on Earth. Leading paleontologist S.M. Stanley of John Hopkins writes, The known fossil record fails to document a single example of phyletic evolution accomplishing a major morphological transition. Look, man. The freaking it's crazy. The evidence is is it's not in the ground. It's the, there's nothing. This is this is literally. I, I don't I look, man. It's freaking insane. That's why we're talking about this. All right. I'm not saying that species, that kinds, the kinds that God made, whales, Homo sapiens, humans, right? Um, wolves, uh, bear. I'm not saying those kinds can't adapt. Obviously, they have adapted. A polar bear is not a freaking grizzly bear. A panda bear is not a black bear. But they're all bears. And the origin of all of them was a bear. You get this? It makes sense. God's story of creation, the story of creation in the Bible makes sense to me. All right? All right, let's hit one final part right here on why evolution is stupid. All right, we talk about evolution. We talk about the the theory, the Big Bang Theory, specifically, that complex life formed from an explosion in space. First of all, all matter in the universe, in, in the whole universe, was all gathered together in a place that is was they say potentially smaller than a period on a page. That's a pretty crowded dot. Okay. Now, first of all, uh, matter cannot be created or destroyed. We have no example of that. Second of all, an explosion, an explosion, and and out out of a chaotic explosion was created complex life forms. Now, this is in direct contradiction to the second law of thermodynamics. Here's where we start to see just one example that the science literally disproves the theory of evolution. This is a quote from the Long War Against God. So far, as all scientific observations go, the second law of thermodynamics is still universal in its its effects. And the only way a more complex system of any kind can be produced is by an input of specific creative intelligence and directed energy. Never by mere chaos impulsating fields as a modern self-organization theor uh the theorized theor, seem to think in other words complex systems cannot be produced from chaos there's no example of it on earth there is no um, there there's no way we can we can produce a a freaking example of that it just it Things, complex systems, when you've got, when you've got, we, we see it here on earth, everything that we make, right? We, we take raw materials and we can build stuff and make stuff and, and form metals and uh, what does that take? What does it take? It takes specific creative intelligence and directive energy. That's what it takes to create more complex systems from less complex systems. Crap can't go from just some chaotic explosion to a perfect, complex system that we can't even freaking understand the complexity of our own system. It just can't, it just, it just doesn't happen. All right. As a matter of fact, when you look at the science, all real data from science that we have, real science, Real science can be understood much better in the context of creationism versus evolution. All the data that we have from science. So you want to talk about freaking science? Study up and see where it points. And look, man, the first time I picked up this Bible, the first time I picked up this Bible, the story of creation made sense to me it made freaking sense and it still makes sense so you guys gonna have to let me know how you how you like this type of conversation i'm trying to arm you you need that you need to understand this I'm trying to arm you, especially in the the way, the direction our nation has been going since the freaking 1960s, but especially now, you need to be able to make a case for the reason that you believe in creation. Now, ultimately, that's not good enough. To me, believing in creation is the easy part because all the science points to it, and evolution has been disproved by science on almost every level now there's still things about creationism that we can't understand or explain like i say neither one of them are science but that's the easy part man if you can at least get someone to uh, that's on the fence if you can get them to understand that everything around them was created by god a force that in, in another realm, well, that's that's a that's good, right? That's the first step. Now, that's not enough for you to take advantage of uh, of companionship with that creator, right? Then, then we got to go start talking about Jesus and how Jesus is the cornerstone of our salvation and the 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 link that brings us back into companionship with that creator. That's, again, a whole nother conversation. But you need to be able to arm yourself with this, man. Because when you go places and people freaking ask you about how do you believe in this, <clears throat> how do you believe in this creationism crap, you need to be able to say, "What? Well, actually, why don't you tell me about your evolutionary theory? Why don't you tell me about how matter that cannot be created or destroyed, all of a sudden... Uh, freaking came together, nothing exploded, created something, which then morphed into complex life forms, which is totally contradictory to science. Pretty freaking easy, right? I think we'll do another episode on why evolution is dangerous. We can go into examples of Again, how evolution is the foundation for humanism, the foundation for racism. You know Charles Darwin, Darwinism? Do you know that he was a freaking racist? That he was a humanist racist? Do you know that there's a direct line from Charles Darwin all the way through the beliefs of, of Hitler and other dictators uh, throughout the history of, of that we have, human history? Uh, you know, it, look, man, we can go through all this. Y'all let me know if you want to go through all this, if you even like it. That's enough for today's comms check. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, just got back from Montana. I think I told you guys that. Did an awesome episode with Andy Stump and Cleared Hot. You guys, I don't know when it'll be out, but that's what I've been up to. Uh, let me tell you guys real quick about Natural Rapport. I don't know if y'all have heard of Natural Rapport, but they make the best uncomplicated pet essentials on the market. You guys know we love our dogs? Yeah, we love our dogs. We give them all Natural Rapport treats and chews and all this stuff because it's single ingredient, it's made in the USA, the dogs love it. We also use their shampoos, their conditioners, their ear cleaners, all the, the care products that they produce for dogs because yeah we love our dogs this stuff is all made in America it's the best stuff out there go check them out if you've got dogs you love them you want to give them the best stuff go check out natural rapport at nattyrap.com yeah that's nattyrap.com we love us some natural rapport hope you guys do too thank you natural rapport for uh sponsoring this episode of the 307 podcast check them out on instagram at natural poor. All right, guys, I'll check back in with you guys before the week's over. I'm going to try to get this video posted up on YouTube and um, get all that done. Hey, there's about eight spots left at the Proving Grounds. About eight spots left at the Proving Grounds. So if you want to sign up, if you're on the fence, you better get after it. It's about to be sold out. Love you guys. Enough said.